0: Dior Talks. This year, for the fifth edition of Dior Lady Art, 10 contemporary artists were invited to put their creative stamp on the Lady Dior bag. Listen as each of these artists shares their personal experience of transforming the Lady Dior in the latest edition of the Dior Talks podcast series, available. On all platforms, classical, romantic, and hypermodern references collide in the captivating world of LA-based French painter Claire Tabaret, whose daring color palette recalls Fauvist painters like Henri Matisse and André Derain. In our latest episode of the Dior Talks podcast, the artist discusses merging her universe with the Lady Dior bag for the fifth edition of Dior Lady art. She talks about the messages and materials used in a degar like dance scene offset with faux fur and a vampire-themed self-portrait, which she admits has a slightly ominous aspect. Contrasting with the Impressionist palette, a glow-in-the-dark, phosphorant linings and handles energized by signature touches of acid green and citrine yellow Tune in to learn more about her fascinating world. I'm Katya Foreman, a Paris-based journalist, and you're listening to the Dior Talks podcast. Claire, it's great to connect with you in Los Angeles Um, to begin with. It would be wonderful to learn a bit about where you find inspiration to begin with. So I'm a painter. I've been painting
1: since uh, a very long time. Uh, I I discovered painting as a child and I was absolutely attracted to it. And for me, this attraction very fast turned into an addiction. Like I really have this daily desire to wake up and go to paint. Um, so my, my inspiration really follows the path of my life. There's a very autobiographical aspect, I think, and a very narrative aspect to my work. Um, Even if it's not always very literal, um, I tend to paint what I'm thinking of, what's happening around me.
0: So You you very much define yourself as a painter as opposed to an artist. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but um, painting is your passion, as you said. Um, So what kind of of painters um, uh, do you follow or are you passionate about, um, such as the old masters, I believe, uh, like Monet, Manet? Um, Talk to us a bit about who you're passionate about. Well,
1: uh, I'm really, I I love painting. So as soon as I see a painting somewhere, I just, I'm drawn to it. So I'm very open-minded when it comes to painting, but I do have some favorites, of course. Um, Monet, as you said, was actually the first um, painting I remember seeing as a child and really um, created this first uh, shock for me. So he's very special to my heart, to my story. Uh, Mané is very interesting and I often look back at his paintings too, because I think he's the one who made me realize how you can create a painting that looks at you, looks at the viewer as much as you look at the paintings, this dialogue between the portrait painted and the the person looking at it. And I think I'm very interested by this tension, this back and forth. if we think of maybe like old masters, I'm recently been very interested by Zurbarán. Also, the way he paints the monk, the monks, um, and because of the lockdown and spending more time at home, I was thinking of Édouard uh, Vuillard, who's really for me a painter of interiors. Um, it's it's him I think of when I spend a lot of time at home. Like, how do you paint an interior? How do you spend this uh, this time? I find in his painting, you have this weird um, mixture between a very comforting, very cozy atmosphere, but also slightly threatening. Like every character seems to be disappearing in the house, disappearing in the furniture, the background, um, the curtains and the, the fabrics. So it's a very heavy
0: That makes me think of your work, actually, hearing you say that. I find um, there's something undefined and and floating to your paintings that create an ambiguous, melancholic mood for me. They're nice, but a bit weird. Um, There's a modern romanticism. um, And colours are an important element in the expressive quality of your work. Um, re- you have such distinctive use of colour that, for me, recalls the Fauvist painters like Matisse and Dérin um, mm-hmm. with this daring colour palette and blocks of strong hues. Um, so where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Paris? I grew up in the south of France,
1: in Montpellier. Ah,
0: okay. And I, I, I went to Paris
1: for uh, art school. I really had this dream of moving to Paris and do École des Beaux-Arts. Right. So that's what I did.
0: Okay. And so what was it like being approached for the Dior Lady Art Project? What does the House of Dior mean to you?
1: It was very exciting for me because I had been thinking for a while of how I was interested to um, Move from the paintings, the canvas, the studio, to a more uh, to the clothing or the accessories. Uh, in in this idea that uh, the body would be uh, the body of the person who would wear whatever I would make would be in movement in the public space, and then you have this new uh, territory of creation, which is uh, like a moving sculpture uh, yeah. outside. And and so when they they contacted me, I thought, wow, that's exactly. Uh, uh, what I was dreaming of, like, um, an experience to finally try and, and see what happens if I, uh, step aside and, and, and,
0: and uh, yeah. So with your expressive brushstrokes, was it an easy canvas to work with? Was it a challenge for you condensing your, your artistic universe in this bag? When you work as a painter, you have you
1: you accept and you joyfully choose a certain amount of constraints, which yeah. are the rectangles, the size of the canvas, the flatness yes. of it, et cetera, the brush. And suddenly, like thinking of the bag, I was excited because I was an inside and an outside there was like this shape uh there was a lot to work with like these yeah. new constraints mm-hmm. but it's true I really thought of it as a as a canvas and of course I was very interested by the inside like the idea I think in my paintings there's a lot of when you talked about the color I use I really focus on what's behind uh, the painting so there's always this first layer of very bright colors that glows from underneath yeah and um And so I think of the behind and the side of the painting. But then in terms of the bag, I could think, well, this glow, this light, this warmth can come from the inside of the bag.
0: Right, because you have this way of mixing natural and very synthetic shades. You have this kind of phosphorant colours inside the bag, I believe. So could you describe the bags? So we worked on two bags, two projects.
1: Uh, One of them is... um, inspired by a a painting I made last year, which is called Self-Portrait as a Vampire. And so it's this portrait of me with my mouth is stained with blood. Uh, And of course, I look at the viewer, so I create this um, dialogue and interaction. Um, And so we, uh, on one side of the bag, you have the mouth. On the other side, you have the eyes and the inside is this very orange uh, neon orange was for instance color right. which reminds really the underlayer of my painting the actual painting mm-hmm. um and uh, and while you close the bag you have this fabric which is a bit like a color and for me the idea of this bag was really to play with the idea of the costume which is something i really uh, often paint in my work like Characters have these costumes. They play with they. Right. They play dress up, and so this bag is a bit of a dress up. It's like a, a costume of a vampire of the eighteenth century or something. And I okay. thought, well, it's an invitation to to play dress up for the person who will wear it. Yeah, and uh, the other one is. Um, the second bag is a fluffy bag uh, with really this idea of the difference between a bag and a painting. One of the differences you can touch the bag and uh, actually you're really going to touch the bag a lot as a painting Most of the people are not allowed to touch it, which is sometimes frustrating for them, I'm sure. And so I wanted to create this desire to touch it. And so it's a very um, soft and fluffy bag, but you have this opposition with the colours, which are more toxic, a bit poisonous, uh, this green phosphorescent uh, electrical light.
0: Right. And for me, the different textures, like the fake fur and the placement of the charms, give animation to the pictures the eye has to adapt to really see the subject depicted um and so you're going back to the one of you um that features you in, in the guise of a vampire with this white lace collar and the blood-stained mouth um why a blood-stained mouth what's this vampire been eating <laughs> he's
1: been uh, kissing too much ah. <laughs> now my my ins- my inspiration has something a bit uh, i find uh, erot- erotic in this like the 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 focus on the mouth is um ambiguous in that aspect and i was Thinking of this beautiful uh, series of painting of Edouard Munch, where he depicts this couple who are kissing, and the first painting is called The Kiss. And as often in his work, he really works in series. So he would recreate the same composition, but slightly twist it in the next painting. And so you go from The Kiss to The Vampire. And for me, that was an interesting shift to show how you can really uh, slide from a very tender moment to a very more terrifying moments right. and i think it's also the image of the artist this constant fear of like am i uh uh because you're a sponge to everything around you and of course to the people who you live with and so you take inspiration and you kind of are uh, this uh
0: vampire in this way And this, uh, your interest in costume, um, where does that come from? Uh, When you're doing portraits of people, for example, I don't don't know if your portraits are based on real people you know or photographs or maybe created from your memory, Um, but I was going to ask you how you choose the city's clothes and whether you're interested in fashion in general. So you have a passion for costume and fashion?
1: I mean, uh, lots of different stories, I think. every series in my painting would be a different source of inspiration depending what i'm working on and so i could give examples but um i've been painting a series of gold miners a few years back and i that was after a trip in the californian des- desert uh okay. close to la of course and uh-huh. uh, i found this cabin and there was all these archives of gold miners um, who had lived there and like realizing how the addiction is a very common theme between the gold miner and the artist um, because gold miners actually, a lot of them lost their mind during the gold rush, uh, kind of forgetting what they were looking for. It's the first time there was big uh, psychiatric asylum um, Ah. installed because it was such an intense time. And so when you read uh, letters, archive letters from gold miners to their families, there's a, something that was very striking to me was to feel how some of these guys kind of lost track of what they were looking for, just thinking. They, if they had found gold, they were thinking, oh, I can find more, I can find better. If they hadn't found, they would think, oh, next year I'll find on, on this river, or on this next mountain, I'm sure. So it's a never-ending thing. And if I was thinking of me... In my studio, I thought, well, that's kind of the same. Like when I was a kid, I started a painting because I was looking for something. Of course, I forgot what it was a long time ago, but I kept thinking my next painting will be better in my next show. Uh, and I keep going and I'm completely uh, addicted to this search. So this aspect of searching. And so then I started painting gold miners and kind of dressing up as a gold miner. And um,
0: Did you? So you were wearing, what were you wearing? Denim and Levi's? Yeah, and these...
1: And these big hats and really, uh, that's so cool. And even like uh, uh self-portrait could become like a more, uh, you know. like sometimes I'm a man, sometimes I have a
0: big beard. I mean, that really? was very. Uh, that is so literal, cool. But I think you've been doing a lot more self-portraits lately, no?
1: So yeah, lately uh, my last two shows are really uh, about self-portraits, and I think it really has to do with these months of isolation and lockdown. Yeah, the okay. idea that. No matter what, you want to keep painting, but you do with what you have. What you have is yourself. And uh, so very naturally, I I came back to a more uh, uh, traditional self-portraiture of me in the studio. And
0: And how did you end up living in America?
1: uh, I moved from Paris to L.A. in 2015 on a very uh, impulsive and intuitive decision. I had never been to L.A. before, so I think I was attracted by the unknowns, uh, ideas that uh a lot of people were telling me LA is so different it's this weird city like i could not imagine and picture how it could be so i had to go and see it and uh and i announced very loudly to everyone i knew like i'm moving to LA so i didn't leave myself any choice because i'm i'm kind of a proud person so even okay. if it um it had to work out because i could not come back Right, And so actually, uh, thanks God I liked it and I'm still there and I really love this city, this weird
0: city. It's an incredible place. And so is your studio in downtown LA or what area is it based in?
1: It's on the east side of the town. And so it's uh, in a small neighborhood called Frogtown, which is close from the LA River. Uh It's a very uh, industrial neighborhood. So I have a warehouse where where I paint.
0: Okay. And so you got this call from... Dior whilst living over in LA and going back to what the house represents for you um yeah tell me a bit about the associations you have with the house of Dior and and did you do much research around the house and around this particular bag which is a major icon for the house
1: yeah I think for me that was a double icon like the house is icon the bag is icon so because I as I told you I was interested by by trying something in this world of fashion, I thought uh how lucky to start with such an iconic project and uh, uh I like the 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 constraint of that like this uh this shape that is such a um, classic uh, uh bag and mm-hmm. like to reinvent it and play with that was very interesting and I think uh echoes sometimes how I approach painting with some very classical references mixed with way more contemporary edgy uh, subjects.
0: Exactly, like there's this strange mix of hypermodern modern and classicism in your universe. Um, what draws you to these, these clashes? I think it
1: happens very naturally because as a young child, teenager, I was so obsessed by Painting history of arts that I would I would look so much in books to uh, classic paintings and I think they're just printed in my mind and sometimes it surprises me most of the time when I start a painting and suddenly I realize oh my gosh this is uh, such a reference to this Manet painting or this is a, a whatever like Zurbaran monk or you know and like. If I see someone in a hoodie, I think of Zurbaran, for instance. Right, okay. um, If I see a Star Wars kid with a costume, I think of uh, Paolo Uccello, uh, uh, Battles. uh,
0: Right, okay. But is there a kind of punk side to you? Like this? these hyper-synthetic materials and colours. Where are you pulling those from? Where are they coming from? Are there any particular references?
1: I think for me, uh, they represent a mental space, like installing my paintings in a dreamy mental world rather than a real world. And so using colours that are absolutely uh, not in the skin, in the human body or in nature, uh, you know, allows me to, as soon as I start the painting, I'm in this other world. Okay.
0: And how did you go about, developing the bags because you're obviously very far away um so what was the exchange like between you and the teams at deal or how did it all take place so
1: we actually started the exchange like the dialogue before uh, covid and lockdown so they were able to come a first time at the studio which was really uh fun and exciting and that's where uh, looking at how I work with these backgrounds of neon colors and the sides uh, of my paintings, we thought, oh, we should use that uh, in certain aspects of the bags. And uh, we, uh, I also was painting on synthetic uh, fur at the time. On canvas, so, so let's try this on the back too. And so, yeah, a lot of the ideas came from this first studio visit, and then we planned on seeing each other again two months later. And of course, in between, then the world had changed. And so, from then on, we moved to virtual studio visits and discussions. Um, and they also sent me over a lot of samples of materials, and that was a really amazing aspect for me was to have so much. Uh, Uh, possibilities of getting very precise in how do you want to print the image and what color and like uh, the texture and everything yeah.
0: So what kind of printing techniques did you use for the creation of the bags?
1: Uh, I don't know the names of these printing techniques because they were done by the Dior teams in in their laboratories and and studios but um, what was interesting and and kind of challenging was to print one of the paintings on the, f- the fur, because depending on the, the length of the fur, you can read the image or it becomes completely abstract. And I think what I was looking for was this in-between, when uh, you can uh, gently arrange the fur so you can read the image or you could um, mess it up, you know, like hair, and like then it becomes a very abstract bag.
0: Okay, because I find that your work tends to have two degrees of reading and you know, creating different impressions from a distance and close up. So was that something you were aiming for with these different materials?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and especially because I I was thinking of how someone would carry the bag on their skin would be able to touch it with their hands. And so there's this one aspect which is very sensual and uh, tactile and the other aspect is more visual and it's maybe for someone looking at you wearing this bag. And Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah.
0: And going back to the House of Dior, um, have you ever been to the headquarters and um, did you do much research around Monsieur Dior, around any elements of the house's history that you were drawn to? Well, uh, what I
1: know about him is really the interest in, in art, which is part of his uh, uh, life and creation process and the collection and but I've never visited the, the house and I would love to if when I can travel again
0: what does it symbolize for you
1: um well I think it really shows this new uh way of approaching where there's this constant dialogue between uh, artist and fashion and I think that's really part of your story
0: yeah totally and that's something you can relate to it seems that you're You've been interested in pursuing that path.
1: Yeah, because my work has been inspired by fashion and I find fashion has been inspired by art. All, and so this, it's a really a, both feeds themselves and that's interesting.
0: What is your relationship with fashion? How do you tend to follow it?
1: Uh, I think in a very, um, un, uh, uh, not in a classical way, because for me it's like a very free, it should be a very free uh, uh, approach uh that's why I like talking about costume. Like, I think everything is about costume and how you can reinvent yourself kind of every day. The idea of identity, which is not a fixed uh, definition, but can be um, a moving uh, uh, idea that changes. And, of course, playing with fashion is of that uh, idea of like ident- creating new identities and playing with them and feeling very uh, very free.
0: Okay. And how did you want to play with some of the codes of the Lady of Your Bag, such as the charms? Um, did the carnage stitching come into play at all? Uh, well, on
1: the vampire bag, uh, the letters are actually coming out of the mouse, which is quite uh, spectacular in a way because yeah. the mouth is full of blood so you don't know if she's been hurt by this or if she's uh, but it, it really uh, draws your attention to the mouth and I think that was a, uh, a new and kind of surprising way of using them an untraditional way. And
0: um, what's the message from this idea of devouring the uh, the letters what's the message there?
1: I think there's something to do with this idea of beauty and perfection and uh if you think of the mouse maybe as make the blood becomes makeup and uh when you apply makeup usually you try to do it as clean as you can as to perfect and correct any imperfection but as soon as you mess it up uh it becomes scary and weird and slightly dangerous and uh also, there's like I think this aspect, but there's a very um, strong and proud um, uh, look in my the character I paint. They're very proud, so they 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 can assume like they 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 wear these makeups and these stains uh, with no shame. And so I think it has to do with that. I love that. Have you seen the finished pieces? Yes, because uh, we did shoot them at the studio. And so I had two samples, one of each bag, and that was very exciting. Especially the the fur bag was um, nice to see and real because uh, uh, it glows in the dark. It's like, a, it? it's incredible. It's, it's very surprising because I'm sure some people will have it and then go in a club or something and suddenly it's like, glows like
0: crazy and so that's so cool did you get to take it around LA did you get to test it out yourself no
1: I had to to give the samples back after the photo shoot oh that's (laughs) so so sad but hopefully I'll have other ones soon
0: did it open up new challenges for you that you think might impact you going forward in terms of new techniques that you learned or what did you what kind of takeaways did you did you have from this project
1: But for me, what was really new was to work with a team to not actually make everything myself. As a painter, I'm mainly on my own and I do everything with my hands as this bag was more created from discussions and sketches. And then it was realized and made by other people and sent to me. So that was a very different approach. And uh, I think that was exciting for me. I want to do this again. Uh, And I think, Before I know what would be my next step in terms of collaboration with fashion, what I would really want to see is how people will um, uh, use this bag and how will they dress up and uh, be inspired to um, be creative by wearing the bag.
0: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned constraints earlier, and obviously it has to have a functional side. Um, Did you feel like that held you back in any way, the fact that it had to also be functional, or did you just go for it?
1: Uh, no, that's something I liked about it is I, I wanted to make a bag that you could actually use. And I didn't want to make an object that collectors would buy and put in a box and keep and never wear. Like, I really hope uh, it's worn by people and used. And uh, So, yeah, the functional aspect is what's really... Uh, s- Takes me on a different level than making a painting. It's like a different adventure. And I think it's really interesting to embrace it rather than ignore it. And so part of the that's part of why I was so attracted by the inside of the bag and to have surprises inside the bags is because that's where people are going to put the the stuff and put their hands in. And I want it to feel good and, and exciting.
0: And we've talked about the lasting ties that Dior has cultivated with the art world. Um, Have you followed all the collaborations that the house has been doing with with the different artists uh, for the men's and the women's collections? I don't know if that's something that you would dream of doing, but working on an actual collection.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I could see how... I, I would love to expand from the bag to a whole world and uh, uh, how they've been working with uh, uh, artists to create the, the fashion runway, the, the decor, or the whole collection, of course. And uh, recently, there have been super interesting ones.
0: What do you think that art can bring to fashion?
1: It really exp- Depends uh, the canvas of the artist because it also expands the public you can uh, reach to. Uh, I think s- maybe some people have a higher culture in terms of fashion than in terms of contemporary art and maybe through the collaboration with Dior I will get to go into uh, new museums, new shows, discover new artists I would not have heard of otherwise. And for the artist, it's, uh, I think, definitely a way of... Um, uh, Challenging themselves, yeah, uh, in a very interesting way, and I, I think, as an artist, you try to make things that carry uh, meaning and sense and responsibility. And so, um, why not bring this into the the clothes? Why, like, why clothes should not have any uh, stories and meaning behind them?
0: And accessories and
1: accessories.
0: I <laughs> so you've been doing a lot of self-portraiture lately what, what's coming next for you what are you working on in your studio right now? So I just shipped a group of paintings
1: last week for a show that's opening in Tokyo uh, so these were a group of self-portraits and I will just just finish so I'm kind of breathing taking my breath and uh, I don't really know what will be the following but I think My intuition is because I've been painting so much uh, lonely figures for nearly one year. I'm kind of tempted to go back to to group portraits and um, bodies touching each other, like kind of painting what I desire for the world parties, dance, uh, groups, gatherings.
0: Thank you for your time. It's great to
1: speak to you. Thank you so much. It was really fun.
0: Thank you. Take care of yourself.